you know, that point about listening more is really profound for me because I think in our journey, like getting to know our community and learning how to hold space was so much of that, was being able to listen, not feeling like we had to say words to comfort them. So I would love to dig in there because, you know, I don't know if people quite understand the power of listening and how you become a good listener and why that is such an important part of creating space for people. I've come to find that listening is everything. That listening has to do with slowing down. It has to do with stopping, with pushing the pause button. Listening is a way of observing. And if I go into this spiritually, I don't think we humans came here to this earth to do more and build more and create more and just more, more, more to achieve. I think really we came here to observe, to pay attention to how amazing being alive already is, how incredible the natural world already is. And so I think of listening like that. Listening gives us the opportunity to stop distracting ourselves with all of the doing and practice observing. And when we pay attention, it's like the difference between paying attention to what actually is as opposed to paying attention to all of our thoughts about what is. And so I think the need to talk, 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 talk all the time, to fill space, like you just mentioned, Lindsay, of like, we've been listening, holding space for our community. The more we listen, the more we see the beauty in being alive and the need to constantly make noise. The need to constantly talk has to do with how insecure we are with pausing in our own internal world, right? Like, and how do we practice that? We practice it through meditation. We practice it through going into a practice every day to just start to observe, right? Like, we're so unconscious typically about how much noise is going on in our mind. And we're so trained in that fast speed. So typically we think a thought, we immediately believe that thought as if it's true. And then the third step is we react to the thought, right? And we're, and we're living on this hamster wheel of think it, believe it, act on it, and think it and believe it, then act on it. And we have very little self-control in that way. We really become a victim to our own minds. And I study a text called A Course in Miracles that says the ego always speaks first and the ego always speaks loudest. And so if we're always listening to that very first thought, which the ego is a thought system that is steeped in fear, it's a thought system that believes I'm separate and small, it's a thought system that tries to get me to believe that I'm separate from you and it does, through, does so through judgment, right? So it's painting pictures about people, it's painting pictures about the world, and it's painting pictures about myself that are disempowering. And typically that that voice speaks first and I believe it and then I act on it. And my actions are creating my life all the time. And so when we go into meditation, 
we start being able to listen to those thoughts. And we may still believe them. But the cool thing about meditation is when we sit and we stay, yes, we hear the thought. We may believe the thought. But because we're sitting, we're not acting on the thought. So we remove that third step from the puzzle. And then the more we meditate, the more we meditate, we will start to hear the thought. And maybe we won't be so quick to believe the thought. And then the more we practice that, when we move through the world, right, at work, with our boyfriends or girlfriends, with our family members, with our believing things about our health, when we move through the world, we think these thoughts. And if we're meditating, we won't be so quick to believe them. And we'll actually, going back to listening, we'll listen to the thought. Instead of just immediately believing it, we'll start to question it. And then we'll stay and we'll listen a little bit longer and maybe something more true, more loving, more real, more compassionate, more connecting will show up on the other side of that. And so I think the practice of listening to others and listening to ourselves is totally something that we're never trained in, but something we have the opportunity to train ourselves in now. Yeah, that's powerful. I, you know, my greatest pet peeve is when I see people unconsciously play the track, I call it playing the track. And, you know, I've seen it in people that I know in my life that are unconscious. And it's like, I just see in their little brain, they're like pressing play on the track, which is like the programming that they've grown up with. So if that track is like, and a lot of it was seen through my parents, you know, my mom having a track related to like, her body and this kind of story she told herself, my dad is like the conservative track where it's like, you know, we all get quiet. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to play the track, which is like, did you guys know that there are this many jobs? And like, you know, it's kind of just like the unconsciousness of the conversation. And the other day we had a call with a partner and I was on the call. It should have been a half hour for an hour. And it was like playing the track of like not being in tune with like what was needed at the time and being grounded, but like just playing the track of what they're used to saying, what they've always said, and like kind of unconsciously regurgitating information and not being like present to really what's there. And I think for people listening and people in business or in any walk of life, like the ability to like actually be present with what's there for the person that you're engaging in conversation with is like huge, huge, huge. And when people feel heard and seen, life gets so much better. And like you get so much more time and space, especially with meditation. Um, So I really loved what you said that. And I think it's interesting too, with listening, especially with you, it's like when you listen and when you're confident and when you hold space and when you're quiet, people think you're confident. You know, people think and understand subconsciously that that's actually power and confidence. And people know subconsciously and can kind of really think about people in their life that talk too much, that really never shut up. And they they know deep inside that that feels a little weird, that feels like like they're not confident, that feels a little off. And so that power of being able to hold that space and being able to be in quiet is like so profound. And the information that you'll be able to pull from life, you know, by being more quiet is like, is fascinating. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to do that now. I'm not, I'm not the best at it, but it's something that I'm learning. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. 
We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.